Hallelujah. Glory to God for this time. And, uh, and now we are going to receive the word of God. And we need to prepare our hearts for that. Please pray now and ask, say to the Lord, Father, I want you to hear your voice. Ask him, Father, I needed to hear your voice today. Speak to me. I want to give more of my life to you. This is my desire. Oh, in Jesus' name. Father, use us and touch your people's hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray and we will worship you. And you give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. It's so good to be together as the church of Christ. And we are in this series of messages, the church of Jesus. And this is the last message, message of this series. And why I am speaking about the church? What is the importance of the church? And some Christians, they say, no. What is important is my relationship with Jesus, but not my relationship with the church. But, my brothers, this is not what we are going, we, we see in the Bible. Because the, Jesus said that the church belongs to him. And he said, I'm going to build my church. This church belongs to him. And we need to have that in mind. And why the church is so important? First, because the, God purchased the church with his blood of his own son, Jesus Christ. And also Jesus said, as my father sent me, I send you. Or the church is the visible and re authorized representative of Jesus on earth. Or the church is here representing Jesus. Or Jesus sent us to represent him. And of course, salvation is only through Jesus Christ, right? You cannot be saved through other ways. Salvation is through the work of the cross and through Jesus Christ. He is the door. He is the door, but he has a body on earth and his body is the church. Jesus is the head of the church and the church is the body of Christ. And what part are you in the body? Is what we learned last week. You have a function, your place, your purpose in the church of Christ. God gave you talents to be used for his kingdom. Are you using them? Are you using them? Are you an active member of the body of Christ? And the message today is, what is the church for? What is the church for? Why church do exist? And today, my brother, is not a preaching. Today is a teaching. Okay? I think I, I, say, I said to you, I think, three, three weeks ago. We need preaching and teaching. Preaching fires you up. And teaching, teaching feeds you. And you need both. You need preaching but also you need teaching. You need to learn more of the things of God. And what is the church for? First, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is the first. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The church is there. First, to love God in first place, my brothers. It's for Him. This church here is not for you first. It's for Him. He is our Father. He is our Creator, our Redeemer. And we are here 
in church because he deserves it. He is worthy. Amen? Say to the person next to you, you are here because he deserves. He's worthy. Today I'm not going to talk about the church personally. Because each one of us are part of the church. Okay? We learn that church is not building, church is people. Okay, brothers? Church is not building, church is people. But today, I want to talk about the local church. Not about you. Last week, you learned about yourself as a part of the body. But today, we are going to talk about the body. Local church. And local church, he is Shalom Church. The church that you belong, the church that you became a member, and the church you are connected, and the church that connected you to God. And the first, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Second, we should love our neighbor as ourselves. We should love our neighbor. This is the second. Church is for them. For our neighbor. Not just for you. It's for them. But third. Third. Love one another. I know. This is sometimes not easy. Love one another. The third purpose of church is for us. Who know the Lord. The church is there to help people to love God, their neighbor, and to love their fellows, fellow Christians. Amen? And it's what I'm going to talk today. To love God, to love our neighbors, and to love each one of us, or to love one another. Amen? Luke 10, 20, Luke 10 27 says... Jesus answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then we are going to start in the first point. Church is for God. Okay? Church is for God. You come here not because of me, not because your brother first. You come here because of God. Because we are not the first. Some people say, ah, oh, no, I like church in this way. No, no. First, church is not for you. We do not prepare a service first for people. Because first is for God. He should be the first. Not you the first. Not our neighbor first. But God is the first. And that's why the world doesn't understand half of the things we do as church. Did you know? The world don't, don't understand. Because we are not doing church for the world. We are not doing church for them. We are doing for for God. This is why people don't understand church. They think it's a religious thing. But we are doing for God. And the, the reason? They do not understand the church. We don't care whether anybody else thinks they are good, helpful or not. If it, they are for God and He's pleased, then it's worth doing it. This is important. If it's for him, it's worth to do it. Amen? Let's read 1 Peter 2 verse 9. He is talking about you, my brother. You are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's special possession. That you may declare... The praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Or, you need to understand, I need to understand that 
We don't, we belong to God. My brothers, you belong to God. Here it says, we are his chosen people. God's special possession. Or you belong to him. Or you are like, you are for him. You are God's special possession. You are not for anybody else. You are made for him first. This is you need to understand. We are made for him. How can I say? No, but I, I don't want to obey him. How, how can we say no? Church is not important because I have better things to do. Like there is no point because it's everything for him. I never have in my mind say, no, no, I don't want to, do, to, to go to the building, to the church, because it's everything is about him, it's for him. Can you say amen? Or the first duty of a man is not love their neighbor. The first duty is not to love your parents or your, your neighbor. First is God. Our neighbor comes in second. The first thing is to love God. Look to the person next to you and say, the first thing is to love God. It's not to please your pastor, your mother, your husband. No, it's to please God. This is the first thing. And there are, my brothers, two things the church is concerned about, which the world is not bothered with. That is... Worship and holiness. The, the, the world, they don't think about these two things. Worship and holiness. Let's think first about worship. Or here we are today, amen? Thanks God you came. Some people I don't know. I, I hope they are coming in the second service, I hope. But... Like, you, thanks God you came here today and you are here. And you are here. And we get inside the building. We sing song. We stand up. Sometimes you say, stand up, sing, pray. And do. Or so, some people, they knew before the Lord what we are doing. What we are doing here. Exactly. We are, we are doing for God, we are worshiping Him. Every time you are, sometimes you are giving glory or raising up your hands. You sit and you raise and you adore Him. It's everything because of Him and for Him. Who we are singing to? Who we are singing to? To God. It's not for anybody else. It's for Him. And the music, I know. Like uh, some people, they love music. But sorry, first is not for you. <laughs> it's for him. I know sometimes we like the music. You say, wow, this music is so nice. No. Okay, but first is not for you. It's for him. And God, he doesn't really care about your voice. But how much love is there some people I know like me I don't have a good voice to sing this is the reason I think I am preaching <laughs> no it's it's because not my talent I God didn't give me this talent Fabiana has this talent she sings she plays some instruments but I don't but uh, what is important is not about your voice. Is how much love is in it. Because what is the first commandment? Love God with all your heart. Then if you come here to sing or if you come and sit there to sing. But if you don't sing with your heart, some problem inside of you. 
Yes. Because it's not about like how do you sing if you dance or don't dance. How is your voice? Is tuned, not tuned? But how much love? Because uh, this is the reason sometimes I say when you come to church, stop talking to people. When you enter here, try to connect to God. Have a time of prayer. Go to the intercession room to pray. When you come, try to worship the Lord. And some people, they come, they come late and disturb the service. And please, do your best for God. Do your best, try to come earlier to church. Some people, like they, because if you are doing for God, for God my brothers... We need to do our best. Yes or no? Yes. It's our best. And then the people come late, talking, and just and sometimes the people they are praying. They say, "Sorry, sorry, sorry. I need it." Like, do your best for God. Amen. And also, what is inv- you should put love involved with this worship. I remember. Some Christmas card or some cards that I received from my daughters. It is love. It's lovely when you receive some cards from your child, isn't it? If you have, it's so nice. And sometimes the card it's scribbled or writing all over. It's not nice card sometimes, or usually not nice printed. But it's full of love. It's not so nice, but it's full of love. And I remember many times my daughters prepared some cards. I looked at it, it was not, not beautiful. Wow. But my heart, I was proud. This is my daughter. Because what she was saying, I love you, dad. I love you, dad. And this is what's important. It's not how you do things, how you worship. Maybe you don't like to dance, okay, but you should offer your best. You should put love in it. You should put all your love. You should, when it's Sunday, you should wake up earlier, not late, and say, today is the, the day of the Lord, not my day. My brother, we should have one day for the Lord. In this day, you don't work, you don't do anything because you are doing for Him. Then you wake up earlier and say, Well, you prepare for the service. Do you prepare for coming to the service? Do you have preparation? My brothers, normally on Sundays, I don't answer WhatsApp, I don't do anything in my mobile. The people sometimes they try to call me and they don't find me. Why? Because I'm preparing for the service. Please try to do the same. Because it's what is important. It's about the love that we have for Him. Amen? Can you say amen? What is important is to hear our child to say, I love you, Dad. I love you. That's what worship is. This is why it's important to spend time in church. Praying, singing, worshiping. It's just a way of saying, God, you are worth a bit of our time. This is what you are saying. You are saying. Today in many countries... We have got in the habit of thinking that one hour must be the maximum in church. <laughs> Some churches, one hour. You know, because you need to put everything, worship, tithes and offering, preaching, everything. Don't go. Just one hour. <laughs> Sorry, I don't agree with that. Because for me, he deserves our best. Do you agree? I, I remember like uh, China. Uh, there is one church in China that many people don't know. 
is the underground church in China. And they are passionate for the Lord. And I have many friends, they used to go to China every year and they preach for, to the underground church. And what they used to do? Because they are so thirsty. You, you have to preach at least five hours for them. Five hours of preaching. The service starts at nine and goes until four or five on Sundays. Because they know this is the day of the Lord. And some of our preachers, they, they started preaching. And then after one, two hours, they say, you're going to stop? Keep going? Keep going? Keep talking? It's, why, my brothers? This is for me. It's uh, how much love is involved. What does the word worship means? Because we are talking about worship, about church, okay? What does the word worship mean? It means worship. Giving God his worth. It means you are telling God how much he's worth to you. This is worship. You are telling him how much he worth for you. How much he is important. How much is God worth for you? To you. How much? He is worth the amount of time you give him. Where do you use your time? Is what you love most. Yes or no? Yeah? Some people they love money. Some people love other things. Some people they are, they are workaholic. They love to work. Some people, they love many different things. Love computers, love things. Where you spend your time, you are showing something. This is the truth. How much is God worth for you? What do you put in the tithes and offerings envelope? Tells how much he's worth to you. How much do you put inside? It's, you are telling how much he is worth to you. When you invest time coming to church, praying, meeting, service, you are declaring his worship. Amen? You are declaring, Lord, you are worthy. You are worth the best of my singing. You are worth this time. You are worth this money. I'd give more if I had it. That is worship. That is worship. I know that people worship at their own level of revelation. If you have not seen the one you worship, then you always struggle in your response. Because when we, have, when we have one encounter with God and we know God, we are going to give more to him. This is the point. When we see what we were, what he did, and how much we have to love him. Because my worship is fruit of the love and revelation I have of him. Could you read again? My worship is fruit of the love and revelation I have for him. If you love him, you're going to worship him. If you have this revelation, who God really is, what he did, we're going to give him our best. Then the first thing is worship in church. But the second thing, the other thing is holiness. Holiness. How can I talk about church and not talk about holiness? How? How can I come here and talk about church but not talk about holiness, my brothers and sisters? And we see again, the world isn't concerned about holiness. Right? The world say, what is holiness? 
The world doesn't like holiness, the world. And the word holy means godlike. Did you know? The, the word holy means godlike. And first Peter 1:16 says, God said, Be holy because I am holy. Be holy because I am holy. Or God call us to be like him, my brothers. Amen. Look to the person next to you and say, God calls you to be like him. My brothers, be a credit to your father. Be a credit to your father so people can look at you and glorify God. Because if you are like Jesus, the people there are going to glorify God. Let's read Matthew 5.16. And today the, the children, they said this verse here today. Let your light so shine before men. So... <clears throat> That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Or let the man see your light. They may be see your good works. And when they see your life, the way you act, the way you speak, the way you are. What they are going to do? They are going to glorify God. They say, wow, I met someone who is a follower of Jesus. Because he looks like Jesus. I'm not only do want my child to express their love to, for me. I want them to be a credit. I want to be proud of them. I want to look to my child to my daughters and, and to be able to say I am so glad I am their father can God say that about you I am so glad he is my my son she is my daughter I am so glad I am I'm just proud to be their dad. Then this is the reason, my brother. We need to give this gladness or to bring this happiness to God when he looks to us. Be holy, not only when you sing. Look, be holy not only... When you sing and worship with your lips. But I want the holiness of your life. Both together. Because sometimes we are holy. We have holiness when we are here in church. Just worshiping him. With holiness. But God says. I want you to live as my child ought to live and the church is for God or to worship with our lips and to honor him with our lives in holiness both this is how we should live to worship him with our lips but also to honor him with our lives can you say amen Worship Him with our, we have to do that. But also, you have to honor, to give this credit. That you, to honor Him with your holiness, your kind of life that you live. Where? In your job, on the streets, in your, in your home. Talking to people, relating to people. In fact, my brother... One without the water is one offense to God. Did you know? Worship 
without holiness is one offense to God. Why? Matthew 15 verse 8 says, These people honor, honor me with their lips, but their hearts are, this is the point, my brothers. Our worship should be fruit of our love. Amen? The holiness of your life will cause other people to praise God as the worship of lips praises Him. If you just worship God in church, but your lips and behavior and attitude shows a lack of holiness, then people around you will not believe in God. And this is, my brother, what sometimes I, I have seen. People that worship with their lips in church, but outside the people don't see this holiness. In our lives. Love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. That means the church is for worship and holiness. Amen? What is church for? Worship and holiness together. We cannot separate. I'm going to worship Him. But how? I am acting. Okay, this first point. Love God. In worship and holiness. Second, love your neighbor as yourself. Amen? And remember, your neighbor here is not the person beside you. <laughs> I'm going to talk later. Your neighbor is the person who works with you in your job. Your co-worker. The people that, that study with you in the school, in the universe. They are your neighbor. Amen? The first thing to worship God and to live in holiness, the first could be done in monastery, right? Or you could withdraw from the world and spend a day's worshiping in monastery or in a church. Maybe you can come to church and spend all day, all week here. Then you don't go outside and you stay here worshiping God. Okay. But there are people in church that are monastic. Do you know what it means? Monastic because they are just seeking God inside of church. <laughs> Years ago, there are a lot of uh, um, uh, mo monastery here around in Ireland. And monastery, it was a place where the people used to go and stay there. For not to be contaminated by the world. And stay there. Just praying and say holy, holy. <laughs> and, and, and there are this kind of church. They are monastic. Because they simply worship God. And go to holiness conference. But ignore outside the world. Outside. They come here, they play, they sing, but they forget the world outside. This is a monastic church. They just seek God here. And this is a big challenge, I know. Some people forget the second dimension of the church. Someone said, on said, that the church is the only society on earth that exists primarily for its non-members. <laughs> but it's not totally true. There is half true in this. Let's anal analyze it. Jesus uses his hands for two things. Okay? Jesus uses his hands for two things. To serve people and to save people. Amen? Or he used his hand with water to wash, to wash dirt feet, to serve people. He used it, Jesus. And he allowed men to put nails through them. 
to save people. He served and he saved. There are two things we are also called, the church. Please, this is so important. There are two things we are also called to do for our neighbors. To serve them and to save them. Could you say and repeat? To, to, to serve them and to save them. This is what the church should do, my brothers. To serve some church, they are just serving, serving. They give food, they help people. Are they saving? If they are not saved, something is wrong. Because we are here for these two things. To save them and to serve them. One cannot be substitute for the water. Because some people, they are good to serve. But they don't preach, they don't deliver, they don't... They don't save people. And we are here not just to serve people. We are here to save people also. Can you say amen? Okay. There is a spiritual need to be met. Because man shall not live on bread alone. They need the word of God. And they need to get people saved. And we need to evangelize them. Amen. Because people don't live on bread alone. Some church, they are just giving people food, 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 and helping, helping. And the people that are going to hell with barely food, going to hell. This is the truth. And we are not here for that. But for both, to serve and to save. Do you agree? Amen. And we are here to evangelize, to preach the gospel. What is evangelize? Is? Evangelize. Evangelize is to present Christ, Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, so that man shall come to put their trust in God, accept in God, accept Him as their Savior, and serve Him as their King in fellowship of the church. This is what is evangelize? Or you need to preach the gospel to, in the power of the Holy Spirit to bring them to Jesus Christ in, in the fellowship with the church. This is what means. And we have the responsibility as church to say the truth. Did you know? My brothers, not just say, ah, church is a nice place. You are going to hear great music. You need to say the truth to people. You need to say, come to this way. You are running away from God. Come to Him. You are running towards hell. Try the road to heaven. We are called to do that, my brothers. And sometimes we are together, people. Sometimes we are together, people. They are going to hell. You don't say a word to them. They live beside us. They work with us. You share your food. And they are going to hell. The Bible says, love your neighbor as you love. Love your neighbor as you love. You love yourself. You love yourself. Why? Because you got saved. But about your neighbor... Your school friend, your co-worker, they are heading to hell for eternity. My brother, if I preach about church and don't say the truth, people they are going to hell and we are here to save them, I am a liar and I am not preaching the truth. This is the point. And some, some church, they just give food, nice music, but we need to say the truth to people. Because Jesus did that. Many people, or many of us I know, are uncomfortable. Even with the notion of hell. And nowadays, some churches, you can go for one year, two years. You never are going to hear the word hell there. Just heaven, 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 heaven. <laughs> Never you're going to hear about hell. If you belong to this church, you have heard a lot. Because I am here to preach the truth. 
Not to deceive you. Because one day we're going to be before God. And there is just two ways. Hell and heaven. And your decision is now. In the way you live today. But some people they ask. Is hell real? <laughs> yeah. How could a loving God allow people to go to hell? Have you heard that? God is love. Or God in his goodness gave us choice, my brothers. Show us where it can lead us. Let us choose our own paths. And then allow us to walk on the way we choose. Did you know Jesus spoke more of hell than heaven? Did you know? 42% of Jesus' parables, he mentioned hell. If you don't know, he mentioned hell many times. Hell is real. It exists. It's a place where all those who, are, who have decided to live in sin and did not repent, we end up in the end. Hell is total absence of the grace and the presence of God. Theologically speaking, hell is known as the second death. Unfortunately, however, many people are not afraid of hell. And they think it's fiction. But one day they will face to face this harsh reality. Many people. And my brothers, we are here to save the lost. They don't know. And we are here to save them. To say, come to Jesus. Jesus is the door. But the church is here to connect you to God. Amen? This is why you should to make disciples. This is why we should preach the gospel. Because we save lives through discipleship and making disciples. We are saving lives from hell. And the Bible says, only those who are born again will enter in the kingdom of God. Only. John 3.3 says, Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they burn again. There is no other way. Jesus was very clear about that. A person can only enter in the kingdom of God once they repent of their sins and born again to a new life with Christ and get baptized and, and is a part of the body of Christ that is the church. A true Christian is someone who is in the presence of the Father, not for fear of hell, but for the pleasure and satisfaction of honoring and glorifying the Lord God. Amen? We are here in church not because we are afraid of hell. Because we want to honor our Lord and Savior. Amen? We want to honor Him. The third and last purpose. The third purpose. The church is for us. It's a place where we are to learn to love one another. This is, a, this is hard, I know. <laughs> God says, I don't just want my children to love me. Or me to love each of them. I want them to learn to live, to love each other. This is God's purpose. God doesn't want just being loved. You need to learn how to love your brother and your sister and love each other. And this is why church is for us. Church first is for God. Second. Second. For our neighbor. First for God. Second for our neighbor. And third for us. Yes, you're learning. <laughs> first. To love God. Second, to love our neighbor. And third, to love one another. This is 
what God called us. <laughs> the Bible says, if you don't love your, your brother, my brothers, sorry, you don't love God. Sorry. The Bible says that. Don't say that you love God if you cannot love your brother and sister. Amen? Amen? <laughs> then we learn, we learn that church is a family and the challenge is to love one another. Not only love God and receive God's love. You are here in fellowship of the church to do it, to love one another. How can we do it? It's a school for Christians. My brothers, for me, you should come to church with a pen and notebook. Because you are here to learn. And I challenge you, when you come to church, bring some pen, notebook. Start writing the verse because you are here to learn. Amen? You are here to learn. And I am finished with these two points. The church has two things to do. Teaching and fellowship. The church has two things to do. Teaching and fellowship. Teaching. The word disciple means learner. If you don't know. The word disciples means learner. And we are in God's school to learn. My brothers, we are here to learn. You came to this place. You receive false teaching. You have many things in your mind. And we are here to learn. This is the reason I told you. When you come to church, please bring a notebook, a pen. Write because you are here to Learn. I told you today it's a teaching. I am teaching about church, not a preaching. You are not going to be fired up and say, Wow, oh, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. No, no. You are learning our responsibility as church of God. And many people they say, Ah, oh, I belong to the church. But then about your your friend, your co-worker, they are going to hell. What are you doing? For them. Jesus, Jesus also was called more than anything else. He was called teacher. Did you know? The people used to call Jesus as teacher. So church must, must have a ministry of teaching. So that's why Jesus gave to the church some pastors and teachers. It's the reason we are here. You have a pastor and teachers. Second and last one, fellowship. Fellowship. You know, my brothers, just as in family, there are, in a family there are different ages, right? There are different ages, different personalities in a family, and different levels of maturity. Some are more mature, some immature. This is in family. In God's family, there are different ages, temperaments, and also maturities too. You can look to some people and say, wow, so immature. Okay? Oh, that person, wow, he's growing, praying. He's thirst for God. We can look, you can see that. This difference. And this is why we need to be together. And to get to know each other. And you cannot have fellowship if you don't really know someone. We, and we must learn also to share to one another. You cannot have fellowship till you have, till you have sharing, giving, and receiving. Financially, spiritually, and socially. People who don't like fellowship don't grow spiritually and become an active member of the body of Christ. Do you like fellowship? Do you like to be together with people? If you don't, there's a problem because church is for that. Because here we learn. How to deal with each other. Sometimes in, I used to say, like, 
Church is not a perfect family. Because sometimes you have to solve problems with each other. Yes or no? Sometimes mm, I didn't like what he said. I, no, did you see what? He, and you need to go. And you need to be humble. You need to forgive. You need to deal with that circumstance. Before you give your tithes and offering, you need to fix this problem. And don't have any kind of bitterness or hurt, being hurt. This is the church of God. Could you stand up, please? Then just to remember you. Love one another. We need to love one another. To get to know one another. To share good things with each one another. And also to discipline one another. And this is what church for, my brothers. To love the father. To love the brother. And to love the neighbor. Amen? What is the church for? To love the father. To love the neighbor. And to love the brother. <laughs> and we need to do not just one. Because sometimes it's easy to love God. Because God saved you and God loved you. But the challenge is you need to do these three things. You need to have this fellowship. And you need to give yourself to help each other. Close your eyes, please. Let's pray. Beloved Father, we are so thankful for this time that you taught us. And we received this word from you. And today we know what the church is. Help us, Father, to be one active member of this church. Father, help us, Father, to love you with our heart, soul, and strength, Lord. Oh, in Jesus' name, help us, Father, to love our neighbor, those who are going to hell, Lord. Help us to say the truth for them, Lord. Father, you don't want, Father, just to love ourselves, but to love, Father, our neighbor as we love ourselves. Father, we got saved. Then this is the reason we exist. This is why, what the church is for. To save the lost. To save those who are going to hell. And to declare Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Help us, Father, to do that. And also, Father, help us to love one another, Father. Help us to give our time, Father, in fellowship with our brother. To forgive them, Lord. And to accept each one of our brothers. This is my prayer. Help us to be the church that one day we are going to call and you are going to take us. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I bless your church. And may the love of God. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all forever and ever. Amen. And everybody say, Amen. God bless you. Let's applaud him. And put in practice, loving your father, loving your neighbor, and loving your brother. God bless you in Jesus' name.